0: What's going on, my people? How y'all doing out there? Man, it feels so good to be back with y'all again this week. This is TJ with another episode of The Soapbox, and I'm telling y'all, I'm feeling real good right now. I really, really am enjoying the direction that we're moving in, and we're going to keep on pushing and striving and making sure that the right content is getting out there to make people think and move forward and develop. So look, I'm not going to take up much more of your time, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. All right, everybody, here we go. So basically, just to give you guys a little bit of a, a recap of what's going on we've moved into a series called emotional addiction and what i'm trying to get across to everybody to understand is that when you allow your emotions to drive your decisions to basically run your life and drive your efforts then they become sort of the moving force that informs you of what's right or wrong what's good or bad and that's never a good thing Sometimes we spend so much time focusing on certain addictions like drugs and gambling and just different things that people can be addicted to and they become detriments to that individual. But we don't realize that being addicted to emotions and emotional responses and particularly emotions for some people like anger and frustration, uh, depression, resentment, all of those different things, when you start to crave those actions and they start to become a part of your everyday life, they become sort of a, a, a stabilizer for you. Like for instance, when somebody gets stuck on drugs or when they have drunk so much alcohol that they have basically become sort of like a functioning alcoholic. And now when you separate the individual from the drug, Or from the addiction Then they don't even feel right It feels like they're out of place They're out of order And that's something that can become extremely negative For an individual that is addicted to anything Especially emotions So I told you guys that The way that we combat emotional addiction is we have to spend time actually focusing on our emotional intelligence. Now, again, like I said before, a lot of times people spend so much of their time building up their iq their actual brain intelligence their ability to know things their ability to recognize different patterns and things of that sort to read to write to add subtract all of the different things that go along with your actual iq but very rarely do we have people that focus on eq And EQ is your emotional intelligence. And really there are four main quadrants of that. We talked about them last week. You have self-awareness, you have self-management, you have social awareness, and then you have relationship or social management. So today we're actually going to start talking about the very first quadrant on this particular, uh, section. And that is self awareness. Now, it's actually pretty good that self awareness is first for a multitude of reasons. More importantly than any other one is because, really, in all honesty, if you can't technically handle assessing yourself, you're not going to be able to do any of the other stuff. One of the biggest hurdles that most people have in life, well, actually, let me change that. The biggest hurdle that people have have in life is learning how to conquer themselves, learning how to manage themselves, learning how to truly deal with who they are internally. And then another thing too that makes self-awareness so important is the fact that it is probably the biggest realm of work or focus that you're really going to have to put attention to. Because everything else kind of falls into a category of whether or not you're in the right place at the right time doing the right things. And that's whether you're dealing with individuals or Or whether you're on some type of management focus for yourself or how you're going to move forward. But before you can get to any of that, before you can get to any type of process that you're going to do, any plan, any goal, you have to deal with you. This is why I spend so much time learning and reading and focusing on understanding why we as human beings do the things that we do. A large portion of our daily operations, the realities that we decide to settle for the positions that we decide to just be in a large portion of that, has everything in the world to do with how we see the world and how we see the world has so much to do with how we see ourselves that's why it is so vital that you guys if you don't do anything else and i'm not the one to tell you to go out here and read a million books spend a bunch of time studying on anything if you don't want to if that's just not your thing now understand Those are things you should be doing to better yourself. You should be reading. You should be studying. But by all means, the vast majority of the individuals that listen to this podcast are adults. So you have every right to choose whatever you decide to choose throughout your life. But what I am saying to you, what I am encouraging you to do, pick up a book on human nature, on human interaction with other human beings on understanding yourself and i promise you you will see things and you will learn things and you will build from where you are right now if by only a little bit it's still something but it is so important that you try to take that journey to a certain degree and there's so much literature out there on this particular subject if you wanted to just isolate down to emotional intelligence alone there are tons of books videos youtube clips uh different facebook reels and just all kinds of social media outlets where you can find people or read things blogs where people talk about building your emotional intelligence so this podcast is not just a single source as a matter of fact much of if not all of the information that i'm giving you right now is information that i've learned from either reading books listening to others talk and discuss this subject or actually watching something on this particular subject so i'm telling you the the, the so i'm telling you the material is out there You just have to have the willingness to go and look at it. But now let's just swing back to this understanding of self-awareness. Now, one of the most ironic things that I still find so, so sad yet amusing is that people know so little about themselves yet they can talk in volumes about other people i mean just think about it just fall back for one second and assess the average conversation that you have with other individuals usually you are discussing either something good someone else did something bad someone else did or the fact that you don't have any real feelings or position on something someone else did that is not a healthy position to be in 24 hours a day seven days a week now you might say to yourself well tj i'm not always talking about other people and i'm not talking about people 24 hours a day so okay if we eliminate your sleeping time If we eliminate the drive time that you drive by yourself or any of the time when you're not around people, I bet if you stopped and actually assess the average conversation that you have with other people, most times you're talking about somebody else. Now, can we escape that as human beings? Probably not, especially to a a 100% totality type of situation. But we do need to move away from focusing so much on others when we really haven't given ourselves much attention at all. Now, let me give you a caveat right here that we need to understand. It is not a good thing for you to run around talking about yourself to any and everybody. Most importantly, it's really a little narcissistic for you to be talking about yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's a little self-centered and it's definitely an ego trip that you need to get off of. As a matter of fact, I want you guys to do a little experiment. The next time you have a conversation with somebody, see how long it takes before they actually start talking about themselves, before they actually insert themselves into the situation. That is a gauge, a measuring stick on how narcissistic a person actually is. If they immediately or shortly into the conversation, Turn the conversation towards a viewpoint of you looking at them, whether it be in relation to the situation or relation to the issue at hand. And they constantly revert back to that. That individual has a lot of narcissistic tendencies and you need to mind that. You need to watch that because they play out in their personal everyday behaviors. All right, but enough of that. So what I'm saying to you is, is that you need to spend time focusing on you but before we get into the meat and potatoes of exactly what i'm saying right there i think we need to get into exactly what we mean by self-awareness so now the main definition for self-awareness is the ability to recognize and understand our thoughts feelings and emotions now we're gonna dig a little deeper into that than just that definition but i wanted to get that out there so we can kind of have a baseline of understanding of what this quadrant really focuses on but now the thing that makes this so hard and i swear to you guys this is the mountain that has to be climbed in order to truly conquer the quadrant of self-awareness A person has to do a truthful, honest, authentic assessment of themselves. And that's where we run into our biggest problems because it is so hard for individuals to look at themselves honestly. Either they end up being too gracious or they end up being too harsh Think about it, right? Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and you guys are talking about a situation and something negative comes up and the individual completely downplays themselves almost as if they are just absolutely horrible compared to what you're describing? Or have you ever had a conversation with somebody and you guys are talking about situation after situation after situation and that person says, oh, well, that would never be me oh, I'd never do that. Oh, that there's no way I could do that. So you're not being honest with yourself. First off, in all honesty, if me and you are having a conversation about a situation, try not to compare yourself to what I'm talking about. How about just actively listen, just listen to what I'm saying and assess what I'm saying. As opposed to trying to compare what I'm saying to your current situation. But that's another podcast in itself. So ultimately, our biggest challenge with self-assessment is that most people are not going to be honest with themselves about themselves. See, really, most people are much more willing to put an assessment out there of others to look at other people's faults well before they're ready to look at their own this is honestly one of the reasons why when you look at people who actually offer services most times are victims of the conditions that the service is supposed to help look at how many people that you run into all the time and you wonder if you're a doctor why are you dealing with this type of condition or if you're a psychiatrist or a psychologist Why are you having this type of problem? That is because you can always offer help and assistance to others, but most times it's extremely hard for you to look in the mirror. So that's the biggest hurdle to climb in the first part of this. That's a really big mountain for most people because the average person doesn't want to sit back and actually look at themselves and assess their faults, assess their condition, assess their, their living, assess their reality. So it's vital that we get over that hurdle. So before we can move forward, you have to get over that hurdle in your mind. You need to honestly assess yourself. And once that assessment is done, you need to ensure that you are neither over gracious to yourself or absolutely damning to yourself because of the situation now there are two things that we need to stress here one make sure that you are realistic about your condition as it relates to past events because there are so many people who start to assess themselves a situation a condition and they start thinking about things that they did in the past and now we go down this whole rabbit hole of feelings and emotions that are beating you up because of mistakes you made the bad decisions that you made and that is not the meaning or the purpose of this activity. Your past is a reference tool. It is a guide. It is there for you to look back at and see things that you've done and make sure that you don't do them again to the best of your ability. It is not a place for you to live. And as a matter of fact, realistically and authentically, it is not even there anymore. The moment is what you are living in. So you need to make sure that you're not carrying extra baggage with you when you do this assessment. The second thing is, is that it is quite possible that this assessment is going to be something that you do periodically. You're probably not going to be able to just do an overall assessment of yourself and then never do it again. Because situations change. You meet new people. All types of life events happen. So you may very well find yourself in what we call a loop with this whole self assessment thing. You may assess yourself today. You may assess yourself again this afternoon. There may be something that happens at your job and then you take an assessment of where you are, how you feel, what's going on. And that is actually how the process is supposed to be done. So if you thought that you were going to start this journey, and it wasn't going to be work. Congratulations. You just learned that it is. You are not going to be able to be lazy with building your emotional intelligence. You're actually going to have to work at it the same way that you work at your regular intelligence. You've got to be able to do the work do the studies which is mostly studying yourself and then applying the proper actions and activities to make sure that you're moving into a better position so again you may assess yourself multiple times throughout the day you may communicate with people you've never communicated with before in your life and that may cause you to have to assess how you feel where you're at what's going on so it is so vital that you don't just get stuck into a lazy mode and now all of a sudden i assess myself first thing in the morning and i don't do it again it's not like that you can't operate like that but what are we really talking about then what are we really assessing are we really just looking at our flaws or the issues that we have absolutely not most science breaks down self-awareness into three categories physical cognitive and emotional So basically in any given situation, at any given time, you need to make sure that you are assessing these three categories. Now we're not just going to leave it there. We're actually going to break down each, but it is vital that you understand that your life somewhat revolves around those three elements. How you physically operate in the world, how you mentally operate in the world, and how you emotionally operate in the world. So the first thing that we want to talk about when it comes down to self-awareness is understanding your physical condition, the physical realm that you operate in. Ladies and gentlemen, it is extremely important that you pay attention to your body and how it functions and how it responds to different things. One of the biggest issues that I think people miss is that many times your body is giving you signs of fatigue, signs of illness, signs of problems. You need to focus on that stuff and be real about it. If you have a real problem, If you have a real issue, you need to bring that up to somebody. You don't need to just sit on it. So many times people's egos get in the way and they cause you to deal with conditions and they get progressive. And all of a sudden, now you've got something that's terminal and you haven't spoken to a single soul because you haven't assessed at all what is going on inside of your body. Now, look at how that rabbit hole continues. Because once you find out you've got a terminal illness that you could have dealt with years ago, had you actually spoke to somebody about it. Now, all of a sudden you're stressed and your mentality is starting to suffer. Your emotions are starting to suffer. You're starting to be a difficult individual to deal with, or your life in reality starts to spiral down into a very bleak and very dark place. Those are things that you need to make sure that you focus on, assess inside of yourself. Am I feeling good? Am I feeling right? If I'm not feeling right, why am I not feeling right? When you eat something, you need to pay attention to how your body responds. When you're out in the sun too long or when you're inside of a dark area for a while, you need to assess, did that feel right? Did I feel good doing that? At the end of the day, and many of you work really hard, I know, I'm sure of that. At the end of a work day, you need to step back and assess how you feel at the end of that day. Now, I'm not going to tell you don't go to work not feeling well. Because there are so many days that I have done that, and many of you have, I'm sure. Sometimes you just have to fight through situations when it comes down to that. But ultimately, if there is something going on in your body that is going to deter you from being able to actually function properly, you need to address that. And it may be time to take some time off. Sometimes you can work too hard. Sometimes you can push your body to its brink. And it needs rest, it needs relaxation, it needs to be able to fall back and just rebuild all of those muscles that you've broken down from working so hard. Now on the flip side of that, there are probably some people listening to this podcast that don't do much physical activity at all, and sometimes you can rest too much too. You can actually train yourself to be nothing, that is absolutely correct you can rest so much you can sleep so much you can avoid physical activity so much that your body becomes accustomed to that condition and now all of a sudden you are pretty much physically worthless And anytime that you do anything physical, it pulls and strains and works on you so much that now your body is is, is screaming for you to go back to your rested location where it's normal, where it feels well. But there's other stuff that you need to assess as well. When you do something good, like for instance, let's say you go to the gym and you lift some weight that you didn't think you could. You need to pay attention to that. That is actual assessment of what's going on in your body. When you walk for a long distance that you didn't think you could do, when you run for a while, when you start to climb that flight of stairs at your job, that when you first got there, you really couldn't do, and now you do it with ease. All of those are things that you should be assessing with your physical makeup. It's not just the bad stuff. You need to focus on the good stuff too. You spend so much time identifying the negatives there are so many people out there right now you spend all day long identifying what's wrong with you why don't you take some time and start identifying what's right with you what do you do good do you have beautiful hair do you have great eyes do you have perfect posture is there anything about you that you would want to exclaim to the world Those are all things that are a part of self-assessment as well. You have to be aware of yourself. That's why I say you have to be authentic and you have to be real truthful about who you are and where you are, because make no mistake about it. None of us are absolutely horrible in every category. I know plenty of people who are absolutely unhappy with their weight. But when you look at their hair and their eyes And and all kinds of different features that they have physically They look awesome So don't beat yourself up Because there's a category that you're not happy with Also, don't give yourself a false sense of security Simply because you're comfortable with the condition I know a lot of people that are comfortable with being overweight The problem with that is Is that no matter how comfortable you are with it If you are not a healthy weight or if you are not in a healthy condition, then your comfort level doesn't make a difference. You can comfortably die from some of the complications that come from being overweight. I'm not saying that everybody that is overweight is out of shape because I know quite a few people that are very large sizes that are in great shape, have great health, so you can do it the problem that most people run into is that they begin to feel like since things are not happening for them as fast as they would want then they are going to learn how to just live with where they are And that leads to all types of complications. So please understand, just because you're comfortable with something that's going on with you physically, doesn't necessarily mean that it's good. So you have to make sure that you assess your physical situation, your physical condition. Now, next is your cognitive realm. Now, when we talk about your cognitive area, we're actually talking about your brain, what you're thinking. This is the area That you need to control better than you control anything else in the world. Because in all honesty, as a man thinketh, so he is. You have to make sure that you are really, really, really tending the garden of your mind. Because a lot of times people start thinking crazy stuff and then it becomes a norm for them. And before you know it, you are all the way into this whole negative thought process that's leading you down a path that could very well hurt you in so many different ways. You need to make sure That you are constantly feeding your mind with thoughts of positive movement. Don't spend all day thinking about negativity. Don't spend all day feeding yourself negative thoughts. Things about destruction, things about loss, but more importantly, since we're talking about assessment, you need to make sure that you're very, very cautious about the thoughts that are in your head. Whenever a situation happens, you need to make sure that you're honest about the assessment of those thoughts. Now I'm not saying that you're not going to have natural, normal human thoughts. If somebody does something to you, I guarantee you that you are going to have thoughts of doing something back to them. It is a normal response. What I am saying to you is, is that you need to assess that so that you know, and you are honest with yourself that you had those thoughts and you're ready to deal with the situation of what's going on. See, most people aren't honest about their thoughts. If you really, truly assess yourself properly, you understand we have millions of thoughts a day. So ultimately some of that stuff is just stuff that free forms in your mind, but you have to be honest and truthful about the fact that you're having them so that you can face them. If somebody did something to a family member of yours and it made you extremely upset guess what you need to assess that you need to make sure that you mark okay boom them doing that made me upset i know that's a trigger if somebody says something in a conversation you need to mark that if somebody made you feel absolutely meaningless with a comment that they made in a meeting or in an interview or in in just a general conversation you need to make sure that you mark what was said and what thoughts were in your head when that happened. You know, a lot of times our thoughts are actually more along the lines of either the worst case scenario or best case scenario. And usually situations never falling either or usually when people are afraid of a situation most times their fear is far worse than what the situation actually ends up being so a lot of times you have to make sure that the thoughts that are going through your mind are not thoughts that you are simply saying they are the end-all be-all because understand now your subconscious is not prejudice it is not partial at all what you feed it is what you get so if you begin to develop your reality to think a certain way then by all means that's what's going to happen if you wake up every day and the thoughts that are running through your head are about how your life is negative you never achieve anything you're not as good as the people that are around you well guess what that's exactly how your life is going to be so you need to make sure that you're real with where you are because you can't even move forward in emotional intelligence until you are honest about how you really feel. If you are someone who thinks negative thoughts on a regular basis, then you need to tell yourself the truth. That's where I am. So now that I know where I am, I can move forward into a better situation. So you need to be mindful and assess your thoughts properly. And again, like we said before, it's not always about assessing the negative. You need to pay attention to the positives. What thoughts crossed your mind when something good happened? When a conversation went really well? You need to think about all those different things. And then the third category is our emotions of course you need to assess your physical situation in any situation you need to be cognitive of your mental state but your emotions can go on a roller coaster ride that will lead you into places that you knew and your body knew you were not supposed to be in if you do not assess your emotions properly then you are going to find yourself victim To all kinds of situations that you basically never wanted to face, never wanted to deal with, knew you didn't have to do it, and absolutely may not have the physical fortitude to be able to overcome it. For instance, we were talking earlier about people in anger. You could very well sit in the middle of a conversation and somebody could make you extremely mad. You know, without a shadow of a doubt in your mind that you are not supposed to hit this person, but in the blink of an eye, you allowed your emotions to take advantage of the situation to cause you to do something that you knew you shouldn't have done. So now you physically assaulted this person mentally. You knew you weren't supposed to, but the thoughts that were going through your head Over and over again Were about what they said How they said it How it made you feel How you can't let people take advantage of you This is how the cycle goes An event happens And immediately you have a thought As soon as you have that thought It feeds an emotion Then that emotion translates to stressors And before you know it You're having a physical response To an emotion That began as a thought in your mind that is exactly how that process works. So your goal in this first quadrant of emotional intelligence is to understand how to put that whole process in context and actually use it. Most people aren't using it. Most people have fallen victim to one of the three categories. Either they're emotionally charged and they flow off of however they feel. Either they're cognitively charged and they only focus on what is actually logical to them or either they're physically charged and it's more along the lines of i'm gonna use a hammer to solve every problem you can't be any one of those you've got to take all three categories and really look at yourself on every situation you can't let your emotions drive your decision but you can't just leave them out of the decision-making. You can't let your mind be the only thing that rationally decides what you do or don't do. But at the same time, it has to play a part in what it is that you're doing. Just like you can't allow your physical body to be the determinant of what you will or won't do all the time, but it is still a limiting factor. So let's look at a situation that's very simple. Let's say at your job, they've given you the ability to work overtime. Now, this is a situation where self-awareness has to be done properly in order for you to make sure that you maintain a good understanding of how this should be done and what you're capable of. So let's say they say to you, look, you can get as much overtime as you want. It is totally up to you. All right, bet. So now we've got three categories we need to think about. And we also need to make sure that we're making the decisions properly because we could think cognitively, okay, great. These numbers, if I can double my hours, then I can double my paycheck, almost triple it. But Is your body built for that? Can you physically maintain that type of dedication? How is that going to affect you emotionally? Those are things that you want to make sure that you're assessing as these opportunities pop up in front of you. That's why you get situations where people jump out the window because of a feeling. Somebody tells them something and it sounds good, but there's been no self-assessment to see if they can physically handle the situation, if they can cognitively handle the situation, and if they're not operating off of an emotion that is just way out of control you can make a lot of bad decisions if you cling to just one of these three categories so you need to assess yourself assess who you are where you are and what you are feeling in any given situation and make sure that you're being real about yourself and real where you're at so that you're not walking around living in an illusion of what you think is the best position for you to be in internally because i promise you if you do not spend time learning you figuring you out making sure that you can do what you want to do, how you want to do it, and with the least amount of stress and anxiety that's possible, then you will eventually come face to face with a stopping force that is you all right you guys well that's all i got for you today again this was the first part of this series next week we'll move on into self-management and we'll talk about processes but for right now you guys chew on that i'm telling you this is gonna be great we're gonna keep on riding this train and i'm glad that you're here with me i love you guys take care peace